You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hello once again to everybody out there. Thank you for tuning in to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Kenny Rancho's Roasters. <laughs> I'm Seth. We just talked about Star Wars for seven hours. <laughs> uh, that's never enough. In fact, I, I didn't. I messaged after when I was messaging you guys about Star Wars the other day when it opened. I messaged. Oh, that day. Yeah, the other day. Uh, May 31st. Messaged Justin, who was in the process of moving. And uh, I was I was watching some footage of uh, Ronto's Roasters, and uh, I was every time I want I hear in my head Kenny Ronto's Roasters, so we can yep. thank him for that. <laughs> for the rest of my life, I will forever call it Kenny Ronto's Roasters, as so. it should be. What else is going on? Not too much. We're back. We do not have Riverdale to talk about for an entire summer. So we need some theme episodes. We need to figure some stuff out, what we're going to do. Have, I have an anecdote. Oh, oh what? Yeah. That's unscripted and <laughs> unexpected. Sorry. I And how I begin most of my stories. I walk yes. into a room and say, excuse me, <laughs> I have an anecdote. Pardon me, sir. Um, I... This is not an original idea, but I had heard a couple years ago... Listening to some podcast, I don't even remember what which one it was, but they were somehow they got on the idea of falling down and how they had fallen down and somebody hadn't fallen down yet that year and so on. They were talking and it turned into could you make it through the year without falling down? <laughs> and <laughs> and I was so I started this at work and I at the beginning of this year I said I came in I have a pin that I wear. That says hashtag don't fall down, <laughs> and I I said okay this I was talking about it and this girl was like people don't fall down and I was like yeah they do people fall down they just don't they just block it out they just fall down and go get back up and get, move yeah. on I was like but you you fall down I was like you're gonna fall down and I was like I'm sure I will fall down I, I was like it happens I'm not. I was like, I'm talking. It doesn't have to be a big production. Right. I'm saying you bend over to tie your shoelaces and you fall down on your butt. So that counts. Yeah. If you end up on anything but your feet, you know, yeah. you fell down. I the other day at work, I was uh, trying to plug my laptop in, and we have these. Our um, it's but an office. You're supposed to say, "I have an anecdote." Before you <laughs> yeah, I have an anecdote. <laughs> Uh, that worked the other day, and um, we are we have are we how, to, how else are we going to know? Really? Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was trying to plug my laptop in my charger, and we have a plug that's kind of underneath our our desk, kind of up and right way down. You know, it's, it's a little reach, and our chairs are really kind of slick. So I was down there, and I'm, I'm trying to plug my plug in, and uh, I'm not paying attention. I'm sliding forward in the chair. 
And before I know it, the chair flips out from yep. me. Thank God nobody was go. in there but me. Yep. And he fell down. Yeah, I fell it down. happens. People fall down. <laughs> so anyway, I had a, had a few people that were just like, no, you're crazy. I'm not going to fall, fall down. I haven't fallen down for, they're all, for years. I haven't, I'm like, you are, I've blocked it out. You don't know what you're talking about. So I've kept a list of people that have fallen down. Okay. The, one of the girls, for real, uh, one of the girls fell down on the ice. It was winter. It was great. She fell down on the ice. Uh, another guy, he said, like the first week, he was like, he's like, hey, I, I start really started about the end of January. So when I th- remember to do it, and he's like, hey, somebody said something about a falling down contest. I was like, yeah. He, he's like, what is this? I was like, well, if you fall down, you know what I was explaining it. And he's like, oh, well, okay, well, I want in. I was like, oh, you're all in. I was like, you're, I was like, everybody's in. I was like, but you know, it's on the, you know, uh, will they call that the, the honor system? Yes, the honor system. You, if you, if you don't tell me, I'm not gonna know, but you'll know. <laughs> so just tell me if you fall down, so I can put you on the list. And, and he's like, well, I fell down a couple weeks ago. I was like, you're out. <laughs> I was like, oh, how'd you fall down? And I put him on the list. He's like, I didn't know I was in it. I was like, you were in it, man. Yeah. And then. So you've been playing since January. It's it's six months ago, and they're just now fi- finding out that they've been playing the whole time. <laughs> well, no, no, no. no. Everybody's known since the end of January. Uh, this one lady bent over and fell down. Uh, the one girl that fell on the ice fell again. <laughs> uh, so she's on there twice. Another girl fell down the stairs. I said, I said, first off, at this point, we were like, uh, you know, it's getting to be almost March, and I'm in everybody's heads. I'm like, you know that not only is it going to suck when you do fall down, the first thing you're going to think of (laughs) is Seth. I was like, every one of you is going to think Seth. I was like, as you fall off the bridge, (laughs) I was like, in those few seconds before you hit the water, you're going to think, ah, damn you, Seth. So another girl, another guy fell down the stairs. He had, he wasn't, at work for a few days because he fell down the stairs. Uh, one girl, the girl that says people don't fall down, fell down in the parking lot. <laughs> and on the honor system, she told me nobody saw her. I was like, I was very proud of her. She's like, I fell. Another lady fell and broke her arm and her hip. <laughs> I was like, the next thing is the bridge. <laughs> I know it's coming. This is, yeah, this is the start of one of those bad 90s horror movies. I know it's final like destination. Final That's destination. what I tell him. I was like, "Man, it's it's coming for you. You know it's coming around every." You've corner. unleashed some ancient yeah. curse. Another girl fell down her stairs. Stairs are the biggest thing right now. Worse than ice. It was stairs because stairs are all season, baby. <laughs> and then um, a a girl just a few days ago fell in the woods, which is very you know that's right up her boat. She's woodsy, but uh. <laughs> So we've had lots of people falling down, and they're really starting to come around and believe in me that it happens. I have not fallen down yet, but it's coming. I, yeah, I'm racking my brain. I'm not saying I haven't, but yeah, I can't I remember. So. I know that I fell down in December, just like it was literally like missed the couch, you know. But but it's yeah, coming. there'll be. Th- I stumble a lot. You know, oh, you'll yeah, you'll kick something. Yeah, that's and, a close call. Yeah, you, you take a turn too sharp and kick a box the, on the floor. The guy or was mopping at work last night, and I was like, "Not today, Satan." <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're not getting me. Anyway, I had uh, I had not brought that up, and 
We've because I want. But to now that some, you're winning, you no, want it, you want it public. Yeah, it's we all win every time somebody falls. <laughs> My whole shift has fallen except me, and now it's gone to the other shifts. People are falling, breaking bones. It's ridiculous. <laughs> we would have just glossed over it. Nobody would have talked about it. That's why they call you the fall guy. That's right. <laughs> um, okay. Um. We were gonna do a, a get to know us thing, right? Yeah. You down with KPP? Yeah, you know me. What the hell is wrong with you people? What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. Why are you the way that you are? Yeah, haven't done this segment in a while. Yeah, I feel a little rusty. This is where we pick a getting to know you question out of the pile at random. If you have any questions, send them in because we're running out of questions. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. would love, we would love a some more batch. questions because the segment's nearly over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I pulled out of the pile this time, and the question was, "What was your first car?" And your first accident, mm. parentheses involving a car, <laughs> not falling down. <laughs> right, right, yes. See, we match, we mesh. We're, yes. We've gone from falling mm. down to having accidents. I drove, it was a 1989 Jeep Cherokee, which was a hand-me-down from my mother, who was named Geraldine, or Jerry, as she's known to everyone. So my friends all called it the Jerry Key. Ah, <laughs> So that Good. I I love that car. I I would still be driving it if I could. Um, I've never really been in a like a serious accident. Knock on the velvet table. I should not have said that. Should yeah, I? big. You've been I've, in an accident have, in my driveway. I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've backed into a you ditch. <laughs> I have backed into a ditch in Seth's driveway right outside the bunker. Uh, fishtailed a few times and you know done some swerving on the ice but um, yeah probably the the first one I was in it was a friend driving the car and it was after school and it's that rush everyone's leaving everyone's going and I think we had something after school that night so we were all jumping in his car you know six people or whatever and running up to McDonald's the only restaurant in Beverly and he backed out as someone was coming and backed into them and this was this my pal Evan was a good church going fellow, but I have never heard more curse words in a shorter amount of time than I had ever heard in that car. He just let loose. I was like, "What just happened?" But the, actually, the girl he hit, her dad owned a body shop in Lowell, so mm. it was all taken care of, and we wow. went on to do whatever we were doing that night. So, hmm. I had a uh, also a 1989. I had a Plymouth Sundance two door. And uh, it was a nice car. Had it for a long time. And uh, I installed, I put a little red light bulb. If everybody at that time remembers, had a little red light bulb. So when you opened the door, it was all 
cool looking. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you just got a weird look on your face. I'm like, what is he, is he trying to woo us? Yeah, that car went everywhere. And um, yeah, in fact, uh, that car, I uh, managed to rip the bumper off of it one night. Traveling the back roads, and uh, it, I remember it was a Super Bowl night. I was having a really bad night because I, just like I am now, back then I was probably uh, maybe even bigger than Cleveland Browns fan. And um, they, it was one of the Super Bowls they weren't in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, one let's of those. figure out what year that was. Let's narrow it down. <laughs> it was actually one of those years they weren't in the league. Is how bad it was. And uh, Pittsburgh was in the Super Bowl that year. I think it was in... Now it's all back inside. I don't even know what year. Who cares? <laughs> but uh, I was in high school, and uh, me and a buddy of mine at the time, we we went over to a couple girls' house to watch the Super Bowl. And um, I we were driving... I was driving the back roads, coming around a turn real fast, and up over a hill, and... Uh, Took it too fast and slid, hit the gravel and slid and 360'd into the hillside, hit a stop sign and, or not a stop sign, a, um, a, uh, speed limit sign and, uh, ripped the bumper off the front car and that was that. So, you, you, you guys are <laughs> amateurs. <laughs> I've it, been in so many accidents, I can't even count them. Well, you've told stories of some reckless driving, so... Have I? Well, like... Hanging out the windows and... Oh, yeah. Playing Mission Impossible. Yeah, we would climb out, (laughs) hand on the wheel. I would be driving and get out and get on the hood. Just leave the guy that all of a sudden this guy had to drive. But those didn't result in accidents. But I bet... Yeah. My first car, first off, was a 77 Impala. Dun-dun-dun. You have to do that when you say Impala. That was the rule back then. Anyway, uh, but I I don't remember wrecking it. But I first off, I want to say I haven't I haven't had a wreck or a ticket in twenty years. But back in the day, I may have been a little reckless. I think my first actual wreck, I was driving an '88 Celebrity, and I was. I literally was singing a song about don't tell don't tell me how to drive something and I wrecked <laughs> you know because somebody was trying to tell me you're gonna wreck <laughs> and I did um, that's when I was 16 then uh, yeah well I wrecked the Peugeot I know I've talked about that I was coming back from books and things and I was reading a comic book there's literally a comic book on my steering wheel just let the comic book store Little little bumper action there. Somebody didn't pull out. I thought they pulled out. I was like, I had a moment before I turned the page and I went for it. <laughs> Actually, I, yeah, I had two real close calls in Columbus coming home from a comic book store. So mm, it happened. Yeah, or something like that. I almost hit a kid in a crosswalk. And then I pulled in the comic store yeah. immediately after. <laughs> I, I, got, I pulled it. I hit somebody's car in their garage. <laughs> like... It was pretty great. Um, and But the biggest wreck I was ever in, yeah, I wasn't driving. I I was in the back seat of a Mustang and a bunch of friends. We thought we had to be in Parkersburg all of a sudden after we would party in. The guy driving, nobody was had any shape to be driving. And went up Route 7. A cop, well, there was a cop with us. 
who called ahead, made sure there were no cops on that road, and we could go as fast as we wanted, of course, because that's what you do. And we went like three or four car loads of us, and our car lost control, and we went off down there almost to Degusa and flipped over 27 times, it seemed like, and landed on our top. Whole car just caved in, except just a shell around us. And everybody was pretty much okay, but I remember like not understanding that we were upside down. Uh, <laughs> I was like, my beer was just pouring onto the ceiling. My cigarettes were on the ceiling. I got reached up, got my pack of cigarettes, and put it back in my shirt pocket, and they went right back up the ceiling. <laughs> and uh, and the most Difficult thing I've ever done was, was try to plant my foot above my head on the ground trying to get out of a car. And I fell that year. <laughs> so, yeah, I was good just, times. I was Everybody just was telling, okay. Uh, so we all got our picture taken on that car the next day in the junkyard. <laughs> don't just, drink and drive, kids. Right. Yes, please don't. <laughs> There's kids listening to this. <laughs> yeah, I was just telling my daughter, uh, the illustrious illustrious one story the other night about um he bought a car one time for fifty dollars and uh, when he showed up to pick the car up he only had forty nine dollars and eighty four cents <laughs> so uh so his fifty dollar car became the the forty nine dollar car and eighty four cents it was a beauty <laughs> so that's rex now you know us just a little bit better. Let's do some streaming. Baked him out. <laughs> I did not have that one ready. <laughs> There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Violence in the streams. That is what we are. Cross the streams. Streaming. What is going on at DC, Cliff? I don't know. I so I watched the uh, first episode of Swamp Thing. It was very gross. Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. <laughs> and getting uh, pretty much universal acclaim, except from Cliff. I didn't care for it. It didn't help. I had a house full of people. I was trying to watch it, and they could have cared less. So it wasn't ideal. I haven't went back and watched it again. But um, it, it it definitely has a. I thought the beard hunter eating hair scum follicles out of the uh, bathroom sink was pretty gross. Yeah, Swamp Thing's got it beat. It's got a. Uh, there is a scene with a dead body that is pretty pretty nasty, and it goes on what feels like forever. But um, I haven't watched. Definitely more of a horror vibe. Absolutely, yeah. Than a hero, superhero kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I'll probably go back, try it again. Watch episode two came out today. So otherwise, you'd be wasting Michael's money. Exactly, and I don't. He's not want getting his money. You're that. not getting his money's worth. Right. So Michael, I, I really, I hadn't. I knew it was originally supposed to be 13 episodes, and they scaled it back to 10 episodes, and everybody, all these rumors were flying around. Michael texted me um, yesterday, in fact, and he was like, I, hold up, he was like, <laughs> something about Georgia's really messing up or something. It's actually North Carolina, but he was, yeah, he was, he almost, was close. He was almost right. It was he southern. He was a couple, couple states away. 
<laughs> so I was like, what are you talking about? And um, he said he was telling me that Swamp Thing has been canceled. Um, DC was supposed to get a $40 million tax break. Is that correct? Yeah, something basically an accounting error Yeah, cost this show. So the budget was way higher than they thought it was going to be because mm-hmm. they thought they were getting these tax breaks. That's why, you know, Walking Dead and so many of these shows film in like Georgia right. or certain places offer incentives for you to film there. Well, apparently North Carolina was giving them a good break until they weren't. So, yeah, the season before it ever aired was already cut short. Mm-hmm. One episode premieres, took good reviews, and, and the next piece it. of news is, oh, by the way, the show is canceled. So I was reading tons of comments like, well, then why even start it? Which, you know, okay, you can still watch it. Sure. It's still a season yeah. of show. It doesn't still mean... There. Yeah. Mm. So then I see today of uh, this... The rumors coming out of the Warner Brothers streaming service. Have yeah. you heard any of this stuff? Yes. Oh, I've heard of the Warner Brothers streaming service, yeah, so which doesn't make a lot of sense because they own DC Comics. So, so why have two? That's been going on since you know they said the Swamp Thing was getting cut down. The order was cut. People were like, "Oh, they're they're rethinking their streaming service. They don't know what they're doing. They're they're going to change things." So people were already nervous that it was even going to exist. And somebody from AT&T, the AT&T Warner merger, mm-hmm. whatever, some executive VP of something, um, let out a little information. And the Wall Street Journal ran a story. They are expected to be between 16 and $17 a month yeah. and include HBO, Cinemax, and all the Warner Brothers TV and film library. So if you subscribe to HBO, it's like $14.99. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's... $15. So for mm-hmm. like a buck or two more, you you're going to have... get the entire history of Warner Brothers. Yeah. Which is <clears throat> enormous. So, you know, to compete with this Disney service and Netflix and all these things that are in mm-hmm. the works, that seems like a pretty good deal to me. It's doing a beta run later this year with a target of March 2020 for the official launch. And there are already rumors going around doing like a lower price tier with ads and then a, a premium option that'll have live sports and live events. So there's yeah. already phase two is already being talked about. So it seems like it's going forward, right? And it seems like not a bad deal if you're already paying for HBO. Yeah, that seems like a heck of a deal. So people are wondering if they're rethinking the DC stuff. Does this get folded in as a premium option mm-hmm. on top of the other stuff? Will it all just get folded in anyway, or should it stay separate as a you know just just the superhero and, stuff? And don't get me wrong, I really enjoy that DC streaming service, the app, everything. I think it's great. Um, there is quite a bit of content. I enjoy their their original shows. I'm looking forward to more of them. Um, you know, season two of Doom Patrol, Star Girl. There's just there's a lot they can continue. You know, still add to it. Yeah, it's um, barely got started, and people are already like, "Well, when's it going yeah. away?" So that's I don't know. That's not a great, <laughs> not, not great not momentum. Good. Yeah, I'm really enjoying <laughs> kind of it. Par for DC's course. <laughs> you know, when um, I was telling you when uh, a new one of their new animated movies releases, it immediately it's on the streaming app. Like, I don't have to go rent it um, somewhere or wait for it to come around. Or, but somebody or told me that uh, Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did not 
drop. No, I have on not the same seen day. it on. So there. for some yeah. reason, that one didn't, but all yeah. the other ones had. They so. have. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't know. Um, wait and see, I suppose. So. Um, I watched, if we want to switch over to Netflix real quick, my wife and watched, my wife and I watched a romantic comedy, uh, the other night called Always Be My Maybe with, uh, Ali Wong, who I really enjoy. She's a, uh, stand up and, uh, Randall Park, who's on, he's been on a lot of stuff. Um, including Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah. Fresh Off the Boat. He's been, he was in, in some Marvel movies, Ant-Man and some different things. Um. So we were going to go to bed the other night and I was, I, I kind of was like, well, I'm not really ready. And I was looking for something to watch. So I started it. My wife, we ended up staying up way later than we anticipated. Um, because it was so good. We highly enjoyed it. And, um, it's about two starting out as young children, um, Asian Americans in San Francisco who lived no, next door to each other. And, um, uh, the little girl spends a lot of time at her next door neighbor's house and with uh, his family and his mom teaches her how to cook. And um, then they kind of, they grow up to together, but you know, just as friends. And then when they turn 18, they kind of get together, but the timing's not right. And then they go off to college and um, live separate lives and come back years and years later in relationships of their own and you know it's a romantic comedy and how they get together um but uh randall park plays this he's in a band and they he kind of raps <laughs> he's actually pretty good he's normally like the nerdy uptight right guy. yeah and he plays this musician he's got the beanie on and stuff and i was like well this is a cool <laughs> turn for this guy i would have never pictured him in that role and uh yeah uh it's got a guest spot from kiana reeves and it and he is wonderful and um if anything you walk away remembering from this movie it's randall park and Keanu Reeves together. So, so I was surprised. It's really good. Netflix. Go out and watch it. My wife really enjoyed it. Speaking of Netflix, we've got season five of Black Mirror, which which we love. Black Mirror. So three episode season, all over an hour. I think all of them were yes. or right around an hour. I watched the first one. Yes, that was called Striking Vipers. Anthony Mackie and oh, uh, is her name Regina Hall? Maybe is her name? No. I, no, no. I'm sorry. It's Regina, isn't it? Or maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, it's there's that. There's two more episodes. There's only three episodes, and uh, I saw them all. Nick and I sat down and watched them all. That's a show I can't binge because it's normally so bleak. <laughs> yeah. so like what did I say last time psychologically un- psychological unease that it leaves me with yeah what did you think of the one episode uh, I, I the show is all it's an anthology so everyone's a different uh, tone or a different set of actors and 
it's usually about how humans interact with technology and what the good and bad things we do with it. And so the first one was about a video game. So you think you kind of know where it's going. Okay, guys, get obsessed with this video game. But it's it does not go where you think it's going. And I, I was like, wow, bravo for going there, first thing. And I was, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was not the typical type of episode they do, but very strong, right. good acting. The best, the best part of it, I thought, was the dead look in Anthony Mackie's eyes as he's given up on life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just that. You know, I don't want to spoil the episode, but it's just like he's gotten married and he's just like given up, <laughs> and he does just that alone. Him just. Being like uh, in a trance of this is my life now <laughs> is kind of, is the best part about it. Uh, the next two episodes, it's it, that was fine. It was a fine episode, and I didn't even I didn't recognize that it was Mantis from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Palm, whatever her name. She is. was the av- video game avatar. Yeah. Um, the uh, the other two episodes, I didn't love this season. <laughs> I'll just say that um, the third one is just freaking ridiculous got Miley Cyrus in it and that one's getting the most buzz oh, and I bet. people are talking the most about it because it involves her but yeah and she said like in the first minute this isn't a spoiler but she's she's a singing a song which is a Nine Inch Nails song and Trent Reznor even like tweeted they made a shirt of it or whatever but there's a you know, one of their big hits was Head Like a Hole and it's I mean the words are, black as your soul I'd rather die than give you control but she's opens the show and she's singing it with like I'm on a roll I'm you know it's ever, all this positive stuff <laughs> and he like tweeted out or you could buy a t-shirt with the words to it and I was like Nick's like, I'm so conflicted because I like the song, but not what is happening. You know, it's 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 fine. They're all they're all worth watching, but it's like that one gets ridiculously and even maybe stupid. Um, but in the second one, I would say it feel it doesn't feel like any kind of advanced technology. It feels like something that could happen right now. Those are the best kind. Yeah. Um, but. Always ready for more Black Mirror. When more comes out, I'll gobble it up, too. What else have you been streaming, Jordan? Uh, a couple documentaries, actually. Uh, I didn't have to stream it because I get Showtime, but most Ooh. people don't. And it's on their Showtime app or whatever. Uh, four-part documentary, Wu-Tang Clan of Mikes and Men. Kind of tracking the history of the Wu-Tang Clan. Uh, big part of my hip-hop library. <laughs> Remember that call back? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But it, it, tracing their evolution, it wasn't the best documentary I've seen because they all it, it's any musical biopic. They sort of, you know, you rise from poverty and obscurity, you get celebrity, you have a falling out, then at some point you reconcile this. So that's basically the story. But there was never any, you know, they've always worked together. Some controversy involving the. The album they only made one of a couple years ago, 
If anyone heard of that, it got sold at auction for over $2 million to that Martin Screlly, the guy, pharma bro, I believe he's called, the guy who raised all the prices on on pharmacy drugs, and he used his millions to buy this Wu-Tang Clan album, and they were just like, we hate being (laughs) tied to this guy in any way possible. This is terrible. And there was some behind-the-scenes stuff on that album. Most of them didn't even know what they were making. They kind of just like, hey, sing on this track. They didn't even know they were mm-hmm. making a Wu-Tang album. So that was probably the the most incendiary sort of behind, you know, talking behind each other's back. Like, that's not how it happened. But it was mostly a positive thing. A lot of them grew up together or were related. So them talking about their their, their family life and, and, you know, what life was like growing up in New York in those days. So uh, if you're a fan of hip-hop at all, uh, it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, we. I was flipping through Hulu the other night, and speaking of documentaries, I watched uh, Chris Farley. Anything for a laugh? New documentary. Out. I saw that on the other night, but I missed the beginning. Of it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's got. They do a neat thing because I've I've watched these before, um, especially about Chris Farley, but they did a neat thing with his three brothers, and they they had him in like a restaurant at a table by themselves, and sitting there, and they were having dinner. And just having a discussion, as brothers do, about him. And it was very honest. And the experiences they had with him at the time, even when he was getting bad and they recognized it. But, you know, the his history and, and his relationship with his dad and, and what that meant to them and how it affected them. It was really neat. Um, it had other celebrities on it, too. Dan Aykroyd and um, Tom um, Arnold and Gary Busey for some reason, <laughs> and you had Spade on there, and I mean it was it was really kind of heartfelt. You know, it was a little sad, but a lot happy. It uh, they showed a lot of his Second City stuff. Talked a lot about his time in, uh, he had coming up, you know, in college and at Second City in Chicago. Um, a lot of stuff about that but i just i really enjoyed the part with the brothers it was it was original something i hadn't seen before and they you know give a different perspective about the man so it's kind of crazy there's a whole generation's gone by it's been since like, he's passed yeah away. it's been like 20 years kids don't that. even know, you know do they even know him or his work yeah so kids Kids, freaking kids. Uh, the other documentary I watched was a political documentary on Netflix called Knock Down the House. Uh-oh. I watched that, too. Yeah, I did, too. This is <laughs> uh, this big star of it is Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. So if you hate her, you may not, you know, you would never watch this documentary. But I would still suggest it's worth a look because... It started. It was not a. Uh, it was not made as a documentary. Let's celebrate this lady. No. It it just happened to become that. Um. It was it was funded through Kickstarter, premiered at Sundance in January, and won the Documentary Audience and Festival Favorite Awards. So, it was basically they had this idea to follow this new pack, uh, called the New Congress brand. Sorry, brand new Congress pack. Which are young people out there trying to get first-time candidates to run for office of either party. It's not allied with one side or the other. They just want new people to run for office. So they thought, that's an interesting initiative. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's follow this for a little bit. So they picked four of these first-time candidates 
who were taking on pretty much impossible odds. So Ocasio-Cortez is one in New York. Uh, they followed Amy Valela in Nevada. Yeah. Corey Bush, who was running uh, right outside Ferguson, Missouri, where we had the riots recently. So she was saying, you know, we're not, I don't feel represented in what's mm-hmm. going on, so I'm running. And Paula Jean Swearingen, who was trying to primary Joe Manchin in West Virginia, which we border right here. So we yeah. hear a lot about Joe Manchin. Um, so, uh, you know, spoilers. <laughs> You've never heard of these other three people, so you know how their yeah, campaigns They go. didn't win. <laughs> but it was, I just found it amazing. It wasn't like telling you how to vote. It wasn't telling you what these people believe in. But it was like the knocking on doors and the handing out leaflets and the organizing and the making posters and kind of the behind the scenes stuff of these just plucky, I can think I can change the world. That American dream of like, I have a voice in the system and I'm going to try and it was just amazing to watch. And I was fascinated that they had, they were shooting when she found out she won. Yeah. And you never see that ever. Any, you know, election it went night. Either way. I mean, yeah. she was up against a juggernaut who had been there for a long time. Yeah. Who barely even had to campaign. Right. Because he, uh, he'll just get reelected. Yeah. And these other three were basically against the same thing. Like, no one was trying that hard on the other side. But yeah, so. When you're watching the results on election night, you know, it comes up on CNN and a half hour later they come out and the balloons drop and they wave and they kiss their wife. Like you see the scripted moment mm. of, uh, you know, you, you call and congratulate your opponent and all that stuff. But the camera was on her face when the results came in and you see her just all this emotion on it. It's like that. You, you never get that behind the scenes yeah. look at any politician. It was crazy. And as she's rushing into the bar where they're having the party, yeah. like the doorman tries to stop them and they're running late. She's like, that's me on the poster. <laughs> like, she had to pull the, do you know who I am? Oh, that's me. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was there. Um, and maybe it's just because of where we live, but the, the Paula Jean lady, it was a great moment. I love the piece on her. I'd never heard of her, even being right here. But she's riding through her. She was from like Cold Town, West Virginia, and she's going down the street and she's pointing, you know, with the camera crew. Nobody, you know, nobody really knows even now. They don't know who. But she's pointing out, oh, there's a, this lady over here has cancer, and somebody in that house had cancer and died. And she's just, you know, house after house after house going down the street pointing out you know all this disease and from where she's from and then they go up to a mountaintop and they're overlooking you know a coal mine that had been they'd done the uh, mountaintop mining and she's talking about uh, you know what west virginia being so dependent on coal all these years and and still trying to be and how it's you know black lung and it's poison the water and their land and all this stuff and she goes my god she goes they're you know if another country had come in here and poisoned our water and our land we would be at war with them but because it's industry we say come on welcome and I just thought it was this great moment that was my that was my favorite I loved all the AOC stuff but that late lady from little town west virginia you know because we don't hear that very much around here so let's hear the other side did you watch that dupont documentary no it's it's really good 
if you live here, you know, yeah. you see it. Like, um, I had the best time telling Nick about it. Like, I told him, I was like, okay, I had just watched it. So, I had all the details and it fresh in my mind of how it went down. And he came home and was like, I'm going to tell you a story. I was like, there's this, let's say there's this town. And I went through all this stuff that happened and, and on and on and on. I was like, yeah, it's here. Yeah. And it, he's like, it blew his mind, you know. I was like, you took those blood tests. Yeah. I was like, you, we, we were a part of this. You know, those people all gave up their right to money to pay for testing for the greater good and all this. And, boy, there's a lot of people around here who don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, well, we all got screwed. And, you know, it's, it's Yeah, crazy. for anyone not listening, not from around here, we live in a area that is was known for industry in the past and there's still a lot of somewhat here but you know we jokingly call it chemical valley all the time because it's so highly polluted from these chemical factories and plants and i can't remember that name in the documentary but the amazing thing to me that you find out is that the the chemical is in everyone's blood yeah oh it's in everyone's blood in the entire world in the entire world, mm-hmm. it is in it is in everyone's blood when you're born, from from the from this, from here and uh, wherever 3M had their plant. Yeah. But it's 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 all from that. It that amazes me to no end, and it's all because we all we all love Teflon. I mean, it's literally it. You are born with it all across the world. They had to go back the the. The newest blood they could find to test that did not have it in it was from the the Korean War. The blood testing mm-hmm. they did on some GIs. So like since then, everybody's used Teflon, and it's in all of our systems. Yeah, and it's just amazing you, to me. Even if you don't use Teflon, it your you, you, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, it's in your blood. You got it from somebody else's blood. Yeah. It is called the devil we know. Yes, yeah, it's good and it's really good. If you're from yeah, around I, here, I was a little but, scared to watch I mean, it. <laughs> it's it's real. Like the yeah. it's talking about the deformed people. It follows this deformed guy mm-hmm. that uh, his mom worked with this stuff, and so they just quit having women work there around it. And that's what blows my mind that this stuff happens. Like you know, in the '70s when they were trying to take lead out of gasoline and out of paint. There was a lead lobby in Washington saying, you're going to hurt a lot of jobs. There's a lot of people who make lead. You're going to hurt the economy. And there was an argument about it. Hmm. Like of people being poisoned by lead. We had to fight about it. Right. And we look at it now like, that's such an obvious decision. But it wasn't at the time. Mm -hmm. No. So what are we fighting about right now that in a generation is going to seem very obvious? Yeah. It's still happening. This stuff just keeps going on. Oh, yeah. How many years ago? They created a new company to blame it on. Yeah, they just created, you know, like, well, we do pump bad, so we're going to be we're going to call it something else. Because so many people depend yeah. on that place to, you know, so yeah. many people work there, so we're just going to keep and doing it. it. But anyway, yeah. it's but how very many years ago did they do the 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 C8 testing on everybody? I mean, that's been It was it was the uh it was around 2002, 2003. Yeah, yeah I knew it's been a while. Like yeah, yeah, I mean, Nick was little. We all got tested. 
You know, you gave they gave you they used that money that they got mm-hmm. and put it into testing so they could prove it and it worked or whatever. And they but it took, you know, they they had to pay everybody four hundred dollars or something to get yeah. your blood tested. Anyway, it was really good. Um, TV, TV. Oh, we need a TV buffer. Oh, the Lord. What the hell is a sticky maple? Run, fairy, run. That's what I do. I dream, and I know things. Go get him, Supergirl. Well, what this guy look like, anyway? Oh, he's a little guy, kind of funny looking. Aha. Uh-huh. In what way? Oh, just in a general kind of way. Exterminate! Little pig, little pig! Let me in! These violent delights have violent ends. That's what she said. Groovy. Mm. Jeopardy James is gone. I saw that. I saw the producers were pretty ticked off. It got leaked, too. Said they were going to go after the guy that leaked. Because it came out early before the show aired. And uh, What airs, like... I, I don't get that. Because there's some par- parts of the United States that it shows like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So... Yeah, this it came out like several days. Uh, oh, I didn't hear yeah. it till like it was on. And I... I I had missed it. Go on. Uh, breaking news. Sorry. I just got informed that Bucky is now following me on Instagram. Oh, nice. <laughs> cool. That my phone had to tell me that Bucky. So he's not in the movies right now. <laughs> um, anyway, I found out. I, I, so I got spoiled because I, I had it set to record it while he was on there. Once he started getting on this role and I. And so I was like, well, I don't want to spoil it for Nick. And Nick had been watching some of them. So I was like, come in here and let's watch Jeopardy. Tonight's Jeopardy or whatever. Mm-hmm. So at least somebody didn't get spoiled. But. I saw he was real uh, cautious on the wager that last one. I thought yeah, he nor- I You said he kind of bet, bet real yeah, big. I didn't, he- I, didn't uh, I didn't totally under. I think what the way it, the math looked to me is he had to count on her missing. And he only bet enough that he would beat that guy if he got it right. Also. So that that was kind of his deal, and she she bet enough to beat him by one dollar. <laughs> it was what her plan was, but anyway, it was. I was like, "Well, do I sit, stop recording it now?" It's like, "Well, I'll watch her because she seemed really good. She only made it like a couple days." So I'm done. <laughs> I'm done until no more Jeopardy. It, but it, you know, and there's conspiracy theories because he made two point four million dollars. But he was only sixty thousand dollars away from breaking Ken Jennings' record, and he drops and he goes mm-hmm. down. And and he was immediately what I saw while I got spoiled was him on Twitter. He said, "Well, there you go." He said, "Everybody told said all oh, those ridiculous wagers he makes. He's gonna they're gonna come back to bite him, you know, in the long run." And he said, "No, I just got beat by a really good player who made really good bets." He's like, "That's how I want to go out." I'm now. I want to make. The movie of like Ken Jennings putting on a disguise like an electrician's outfit, and sneaking <laughs> onto the set and like shorting the wire yeah. in his buzzer. Yeah, like, oh, I believe it. Good. Actually, good the, I was just listening to our pals of the Dueling Ogres today, and they had a whole segment on Jeopardy, and they're saying some of the they've changed. The producers have changed the what you can bet. So you cannot bet $69 anymore right. to be civilized human beings. Nice. And it said that you can't bet 88 because that's some kind of Nazi symbology. 
Okay. Hmm. And like, there's some other number that was associated with Nazis. And I was like, has there, has, have I missed something with Jeopardy? Has there been like an infestation of, of neo, <laughs> neo Nazis like winning on Jeopardy? I don't know. It's like, how, how, wh- wh- why is that a precaution that needs to be taken? Yeah. Who who was secretly doing that? <laughs> I, I'm, something I'm, had to have happened. I'm very curious. To I'm know. sure there was 69. People were doing probably. I bet there's like a YouTube video of like 100 people betting $69. Because <laughs> they were talking about the woman who who missed Final Jeopardy and just wrote, who is Turd Ferguson? Yeah. What is the love ballad of Turd Ferguson? P.S. Hi, Mom. No. Nope. To make Alex say that. So that's why they were joking about that. And then they went into the numbers that you can't bet. I thought, what what problem are they solving <laughs> that the secret Nazi message is going out on Jeopardy every there year? There are problem mm-hmm. solvers out there taking care of things you didn't even know. Were That's Alex fighting the good fight all these uh, years. Uh, yeah, I did see in his cancer is in remission or close uh, to? Not yet, but getting Almost, closer. So yeah. 50% smaller. And so he seems good. Um, I watched that first episode of Nosferatu that was not good according to associate or who was it? Uh, the AV Club. AV Club. Uh, yeah, whatever. It was fine. It was a little slow the first episode, but they were setting things up, and I, I actually having heard the bad review made me enjoy it more because I was like, I the bar is so low now. Somebody asked me this week if it was about a vampire, and I was like, I don't think it is but it's, if it's called Nosferatu I assume yeah it's kind of like that okay yeah. it's that vibe it's like sucking the life from kids to feed him, this Charlie Manx character this is based on the Joe Hill novel of the same name yeah I wanted to clear something up because it's been eating me since the last couple episodes ago when you said we brought this up something about it and you said your favorite author I was like no I want to step he's not my favorite author the author you mentioned more of more times I don't just because he comes up I guess I don't know he's not my favorite you you should have said Lock and Key is your favorite comic yes you should have said I have an anecdote about your favorite author (laughs) yeah Yeah, from now on yeah anyway he is the author of my favorite comic how's that that is needlessly complicated okay no no that's it's all that's what this show is (laughs) getting every (sighs) detail right Neededly complicated. <laughs> Anything else you're watching uh, on TV? We have a couple fewer comic book shows we got to keep track of. Sci-Fi canceled both Deadly Class and Happy. Mm-hmm. You like Deadly Class. Both based on Image Comics. Deadly Class got one season, and I enjoyed it quite a lot. Happy got two seasons. It was fun. It was worth watching, but I... That one's fine. I don't. I won't miss that one. Right. Uh, the first season was set around Christmas time. We had a Santa Claus guy kind of kidnap children. The second season set at Easter time, and it's just it's so off the rails. They've involved aliens, and there's some kind of demon possession, and it's just it wasn't for me. It's very over the top and crazy out there. But yeah, I thought Deadly Class had a really strong uh, kind of start. And it left. We're not going to get any more. Of course, in today's day and age, oh, I hope Netflix picks it up. Like, there's already yeah, people out there yeah. pushing, you know, shows. Yeah, I, had to, I had to block it on 
Twitter. Block that and AP Bio. I had to block mm-hmm. those hashtags. I'm like, quit saving them. I don't care. Shut up. Get out the petitions. Um, what else? That's about all I got. Uh, we didn't cover Supergirl. I we got through the other CW shows. Ed- educate me. A couple episodes ago. How far are you? I have no idea. It's been way a behind. long time. I like Supergirl. Don't get me wrong. I really do enjoy it. Um, it's just kind of got lost in the uh, streaming there. Yeah, we haven't talked about it since I think it went on hiatus about Christmas time. Yeah. So. Uh, we've got half a season we haven't covered, but we won't go crazy about it. We've just kind of introduced uh, this guy, Lockwood. And the humans, we you know, they, they yeah. the metaphor was, you know, Earth first. Yeah. The aliens are taking our jobs, so we got to protest against them. They were the guys in the gold masks, right? right. Uh, so. Uh, not golden face. So here, <laughs> not golden face. So we were, uh, at one point, we get Jimmy Olsen, James Olsen's signal watch goes off. And we see someone step out of the shadows and shoot him. Mm-hmm. And there was sort of a cliffhanger. And I thought the nation was going to go crazy trying to figure out who shot J.O. And we were, we were going like, to have theories. Like, but yeah. no one was talking about this. I was shocked by this. But it turns out it was all part of... James Olsen. There you go. I, I leave books and work out. James Olsen. It was all part of Lex Luthor's master plan, portrayed by John John Cryer. And he was good. He was fine. He was a fine Lex Luthor. Yeah. He wasn't that. He had that kind of little bit of the Gene Hackman sort of overacting sort of thing, but it, it worked the way they portrayed him. He manipulated uh, Lena, his sister. He, he he's, he's the one behind the whole Red Daughter thing. We had the, yeah, the, were... the evil version in Kaznia, which is basically Russia. Right. Um, so we find out Lex was behind all this from the beginning. So it was basically the back half of the season was trying to find Lex and knock out his, uh, his master plan. So Does he get his power suit? Uh, for a brief... Really? A brief amount of time, mm-hmm. yeah. But there's a whole thing going on at the DEO. They use the clone of Supergirl to uh, make you think she she attacked the White House or whatever. So then they're passing laws she can't be around. So um, basically Supergirl was not allowed at the DEO anymore. And they were using these mental, uh, what do you call them, psychics, to you know, question people at the DEO. So they had to erase... Her sister's memory of her. Hmm. She still knew Kara was her sister, but she didn't know she was Supergirl. So that's kind of the emotional heft of the last half of the season is dealing with... She didn't grow up with a sister who was an alien, so she had... Uh, it didn't soften her views of aliens yeah. as a whole and all this stuff. And not having a sister to confide in for all her problems. So just added a lot of the drama... Uh, we dealt with uh, John Jones dealing with his father's passing, and you know, obviously being the last Martian, and all the the history. And he, he was a man of peace this year, and he realized he didn't have to be what his father wanted him to be. He was his own version of himself. 
so yeah, it, it ended fairly strong. Uh, Brainiac got got a whammy put on him, and he had to reboot. So <laughs> he lost all the basically the humanity that he had built in himself. So for a couple episodes, he was just like cold, calculating, just play the odds, you know, not not seeing the humanity in people and all that stuff. He learned he was just a, a cold robot for a while. But yeah, so it ends. There's a good power of the press, yay journalism. <laughs> uh, the journalists told the truth. It's important for journalists to be out there doing their job. We got a little bit yeah, that thrown in there, and. Somebody pops up the monitor to tie in to the crisis that's coming up. And then it ends. Someone's saying, Leviathan is everywhere. Leviathan is everyone. Leviathan is coming. So next season, we're apparently going to deal with Leviathan, which is going on right this second in the comics. There's a series going on in the Superman book. So this is probably the most up-to-date a show has ever been. (laughs) in adapting a storyline that is currently going on in the comics that'll be next season on Supergirl the sort of the criminal underground in Metropolis that was going on under Superman's nose he didn't even know it was around it was so secret so yeah well they're bringing Punky Brewster back guys speaking of girl power yeah Soul Moon Fry going to come back as a single mother of three kids and uh, I mentioned it on my Facebook feed the other day I'm sure every every episode will be a very special episode I remember watching Punky Brewster what was the old guy's name anybody know I can't remember Punky (laughs) (laughs) that was a good impression of that guy what was the dog's name it was, it was an old uh, guy and a dog. Commandant Lassard. <laughs> that's the yeah, answer. Yeah. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> okay. Mahoney. Let's see. <laughs> all, all I can think of was her little friend. Her, she had a friend named Cherry. And uh, I remember the one... There were several special episodes. I think they invented that, maybe. But uh, <laughs> I remember there was one where she got lost in a cave, and uh, <laughs> with her friends, and there was some kind of possession. I don't. It was crazy. Is this gonna be on network, or are we? I don't know. I, idea? I, I don't remember offhand, but I was just so excited that. Of all things, we're gonna bring back. Why not Punky Brewster? Her dog's name was Brandon. That's right. She That's had a, a cartoon weird name too. for a dog. Brandon. Well, never come up with that. I'm like, his name was Henry. Henry. Okay. She's like forty some years old now. Are they still going to call her Punky? I don't know. <laughs> They'd have to change the name of the show. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> The Picard Brewster. Now. Yeah, yeah. So originally it was on NBC. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's trying to bring it back or why. Yeah, exactly. I think we've hit peak nostalgia at this point. They need to bring Webster back. Yeah, <laughs> Webster. Yeah, very special. The original Pe- George Papadopoulos. <laughs> Very special episode featured. There was some sort of refrigerator danger, a fear <gasps> of cereal. She 
trapped in the refrigerator. I do like remember. Playing hide and seek. Yes. Well, that's probably the only reason I'm still alive. Fear yeah. of a serial killer and watching the Challenger explode. Whoa. Whoa. So, there's an episode. Of that. Wow. That's a Yes. Oh That's goodness. why the 80s were wonderful. Uh, uh, not because of that, but because of very special episodes. Let's clear that up. <laughs> uh, clear yeah, that it's right pretty up. clear this was not a special episode of Kapow the Pop Culture <laughs> Podcast. But thank you for listening anyway. Is that it for yep. the news? Yep. I think that's it. Yeah, let's sign out of here. Thank you once again. We appreciate all your hard work in finding us and subscribing to us on Facebook for writing reviews for us on iTunes and all the wonderful stuff you do yeah. for us. Thank you. My Podbean, name. Google Play, iHeartRadio, wherever. My name is Jordan Liu. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. Is it the... From beginning of Return of the Jedi, the, that Boba Fett. Oh, the baby Sarlacc? Yeah, the Sarlacc. Yeah. There's like a baby Sarlacc animatronic thing, and you can see a cross-section of it. Yeah. And, and like you could see it inside it and stuff. It's just and it's like moving. Yeah. There's a uh, baby sarlacc. There's a uh, baby sarlacc. Baby sarlacc. Baby sarlacc. Baby sarlacc. Punky. 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 Mahoney. 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 Like they have a store. <laughs> like they have, they have a building that's just fake animals. You know, yeah. it's just like, and you go in there and buy these uh, amazing puppets that make faces. <coughs> yeah, they have a lot. And- you can get salacious crumb that sits on your freaking shoulder. And he, you control him, and he, his head moves around and stuff. I'm like, which porgs and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, they have a loth cat. Yeah, in if the there cage. was any more than one ride, you you wouldn't have the hours in the day. To well, I'm cross my fingers, rise because it's. I'm not going until they're both there. They're saying that ride is the pinnacle at this point, the pinnacle of Disney attractions. It's so awesome. And I'm like, I'm watching Smugglers Run, and I'm like, how do you get better than this? Like, well, that seems a little video gaming to me. Like, Smugglers Run, I mean, yeah, you're in the middle. In fact, that's where the magic is. That's where it is. But you're, but you're sitting there, and all you're doing is moving up and down yeah. while you watch a right. screen, a movie screen, you know. But yeah, it'll gonna, be magical oh, yeah. and everything, but there's... It's not, the, it's not the pinnacle of rides. Yeah. You know, but it will be an experience. I turned it off somewhere around lightsabers. You should attack this one at the end. <laughs> yeah, this was <laughs> yeah, this was all gold. Um, anyway. Yeah, there's just there's so much and I like I can watch it over and over and over again and I just I don't care. Like I can just sit there and look at the Falcon. It, it, just that's good enough now, for me. When you're like yearly trip four or five years from now, like, are you even gonna enjoy going to these other places? Or like, you know, I could be in Star Wars land right now. <laughs> like, is it gonna ruin you yeah. for the other parts? Yeah, it's 
I just, I mean, I'm sure they already have a room full of guys thinking up what else are we going to do next, you know. Because the only real complaints I've seen, some people said, I think a lot of people were just uninformed. They're like, well, there's nothing original trilogy in there or whatever. And I'm like, well, duh. You know, this this is this is Disney. Yeah. Which actually there is some original trilogy trilogy stuff in there that's pretty cool. I, I spotted a probe droid hanging up on a wall the other day on an outside building. It was in pieces. So the lights are like droid covers. Yeah. Lampshades are. Yeah, it's just it's right. crazy. So we better start if we're doing another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost midnight. 